Welcome to Stay On Course with me, Julie Riga. My life has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, but what I know to be true is that when we are grounded in our purpose and savor the sweet moments of life, we are truly a success. Today, you are going to get the ingredients for success because life is salty and life is sweet. Together, let's explore the possibilities of our own lives and learn from thought leaders around the globe. Ready, guys? Let's cook it. Welcome, everybody, to the next edition of the Stay On Course podcast. My guest today, Kaveh Nafisi, is the founding partner at Lakeda LLC, and previously the leader of Hydric and Struggles Leadership and Executive Coaching Practice in North America. Kave is really a coach of coaches. In fact, he was my professor that taught me how to coach. He was the founding creator of the Rutgers University and American University coaching certification programs. Kave has taught over 1,000 coaches during his career and continues to teach and work with leaders across the globe to create transformation in the organizations they serve. Welcome, Kave, to the Stan Course podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and just happy to be reconnected with you and hear your wisdom today. Thank you, Julie. So before we get started, I just have a quick question. And of course, what is your favorite food? Well, I hail from the land of Rumi. So naturally, my favorite food is Persian food. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about that. So the magic in Persian food is the stew and how long it takes and how elaborate and nuanced all the different spices are. You know, it takes a few hours. It takes most of the day to make a really good Persian meal. But the house smells wonderful. So then you put the stew on top of rice, usually. Mm. Uh, that's the main Persian food. And there's obviously there's the kebabs and the baba ganoushes and that sort of thing um, surrounding that. But the, I would say the core is usually a rice-based stew and the magic. Oh, and then the other really great thing about Persian food is that they allow the rice to become a crust in the bottom of the pot. And that crust comes out beautifully and you put the stew on it, your plate with the rice. It comes out very nice. What kind of meat is in the stew? So there's uh, all kinds. Uh, there's lamb is, the, is very popular. Uh, there's some fish based. There's some chicken based. But each one, the stew is designed to go with that particular meat. And depending on the region of the country, uh, you have different flavors and so forth. So, you know, the culture is like several thousand years old. So uh, as a result, a lot of evolution, a lot of nuance uh, throughout the years. Awesome. And what are you working on now, Kaveh? What keeps you busy during the day? Yeah, I'm obsessed with presence right now. And all of my coaching work, and I just started a new uh, coaching program called Rosero. After two years of thinking and building on what I had created, uh, there's a new program called Rosero in conjunction with uh, AJO Consulting. It's all about presence. One of the things I noticed, both on the part of coaches, but particularly with leaders, uh, everyone even, you know, how connected are you to your presence? Wow. And 
You know, thinking about presents, I was very present to your stew, Kaveh. And I was <laughs> thinking about I was thinking about the smells and, and what it would be like to be yeah. eating the stew. And and so really good segue into talking about presents. And so today we're gonna talk about ingredients for success in keeping your presence in all different kinds of situations. So let's get right into it and talk about the first ingredient. Yeah, so the most important is awareness, as in here and now. One of the things I do with my coaches and with leaders that I work with and so forth, I ask them constantly to ask themselves two questions, which is, who am I? And what that means is, who am I at my highest self, my essence? What am I serving? What's my purpose? And then who's speaking? In other words, which chatterbox is speaking versus the voice that should be speaking, which is what's coming through me naturally. So the awareness is, I mean, to give you some examples of when you're totally aware, when you're a child and you're in a swimming pool, you don't even feel hungry anymore, even though it's that hour where you're supposed to feel hungry or People are calling and you're not even hearing. It's the first time you maybe you rode the bicycle without anyone's help. And that, that feeling that comes over you. Many people that have gone to the other world and come back. Uh, in other words, they were on the verge of dying and came back. Or people that are just before an accident where the mind shuts off and no longer can handle it. And you go back to your original intelligence, your intuitive intelligence, your soul intelligence. So from that place, you can make incredibly good decisions and really come at it from a point of view of your intuition leading the way into creativity. Interesting. And when you were talking about that kid in the pool, this is going to be a very interesting connect, Kaveh. I thought about when I was in our coaching program together. And I remember thinking to myself, there is no place I would rather be than right here. Oh, wow. And it was one of these moments where I'm like, you could put me on the beach. I could be at a con, like anything amazing to do. I would rather be in that coaching class. And that's when I knew that this was my calling. Like I, loved it so much. I was so present in every single one of those courses because I just belong there. And, uh, and I'll never forget that feeling. And just like calling my dad, I would call my dad on the way to class and be like, dad, I'm so excited for today. <laughs> and we would talk to each other the entire way that <laughs> I was driving. Cause it was an hour drive, Yes, but it didn't matter because I was so excited to be there. And and the, the environment that was created in those moments were yes. priceless. Yes. That, that, that's the, the intelligence of the moment. That's precisely what we're talking about. So many leaders, Julie, are in a very noisy, very fast-paced, loud environment. And they're sort of on autopilot through conditioned mind and mind chatter. Often is fueled by fear and often either in the past or in the future. So the intelligence of the moment, you know, Mandela coming out after 27 years of prison, it's not like he's not resentful, but who am I? I'm South Africa, I'm serving South Africa. 
who's speaking many voices, including revenge, but I'm not going with that because I'm tied, I'm present, and my present intelligence, intelligence of the moment says that in serving South Africa, I'm going to invite my captors, the Afrikan, into my rainbow coalition to rebuild South Africa because I'm coming from a very good place. I'm coming from the place of being centered, the place of being in tune with who my bigger self is. And therefore, as a leader, I'm going to make a decision not to serve my ego or my fear, but to serve what's going to fulfill me and what I'm there to do. So it's passing through me. Yeah, I love the intelligence of the moment. And I think that segues nice into the next ingredient, which is tranquility. Yes, so tranquility, um, when we're uh, built some tranquil spaces in our lives, like I have a Zen garden here in my house where I spend a couple hours a day. And when, when we do that, we invite the inner voice, the inner silence voice in us, which then leads to intuition, which then leads, invites creativity, which then brings about significant insight, ahas. And those thoughts that come to you in those moments are often the most powerful uh, and the most amazing thoughts. Not the ones that come from the left side of the brain that's really around, you know, just chasing sort of the little me, my, the performer, but the ones that come from the observer, the observer that's above that come to you in those moments of intuition. And often that intuition is, has a lot better chance of reaching you if you create some silence in your life. <clears throat> you know, I love this because something that I know that I have to intentionally do when I'm working with clients is I literally have to put on my coaching mindset. Yeah. I, I literally have to take myself and stop and be like, how am I showing up now? Because right. the way I show up in a coaching conversation is different than the way I show up in my regular life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's an intentional thing. And it's a place where you have to spend that quiet time and create that space between you and who you are to become who you need to be to serve that person in front of you. Because when you're holding the space in coaching, it is absolutely critical that you detect and are aware of the most subtle changes in energy in physicality and in the way of being of your coachee. The most accurate information don't come from their words. It's the involuntary frequency, involuntary physicality, the involuntary changes in the tone and energy that you're detecting. So if you don't have that tranquil mind, so with a lot of the coaches um, that I trained, coaches that I train and so forth, I very much encourage them taking that time before they go coach anybody. So before you go to coach someone and you're coming from another setting to take that time. In class, one of the things we've been doing very successfully is play some really interesting music that is more of a spiritual end and allowing that to go bypass your brain and for you to de detect the intelligence of the music directly with your body. Okay. So when you're doing that with music, for example, you're bypassing the chatter brain, past and future brain, 
and you're completely connected with the intelligence of that music. So that warms you up in a way, gives you access to that coaching session where you really have to bring the same presence. This is an, an interesting idea. At church, we worship and we sing songs, right? When we yes. get to church and, and it's the same sort of thing. Right it's yes. you're accessing that place where you become spiritual. So Kave, what you're saying is that we need to become a spiritual being in these moments. Yeah, you know, in English, we're very limited with words that go um, to that side of the brain. I mean, there's only one word for love, for example. So uh, there's one word for spiritual. Spiritual, what, what I'm talking about is not really about religion. It's more about getting back to who you really are. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's that, you know, that's the reality is that you're something much, much bigger than this job that you have or this role that you have. You know, one of the stories I think I shared with you is example I use is Miranda of Hamilton fame. You know, obviously the perfect personification of, you know, the modern Hamilton. Uh, but imagine if he goes home every night to his wife, Vanessa, and continues to be Hamilton. Well, after a few nights, he probably spend the nights on the sofa bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so this is, we're not that thing, that uniform. We're not that role. We're not that, you know. So when we get back to this, then we can come out to the outer world and actually be much more successful because our decisions won't be based on ego. Right. So if I made a decision yesterday and I have new information today, I can change, especially in the 21st century when things are moving at breakneck speed and the, and the scope and the magnitude of the change and nobody can predict it. When you don't have that ego in the way, you make much better decisions. You know, the non-attachment to form, you know. So once we have the awareness, we create the tranquility, the space, what would be the next ingredient? Well, the next one is perseverance. Because imagine that, you know, the, the way that the brain works, there's a wonderful show on Netflix called Human. And the first episode, the first half an hour, especially are about the central nervous system. And it shows you biologically how these neural pathways have been formed in your brain so that when you get a stimuli, you go right rushing through this pathway, it's a series of electrical and chemical discharges between your neurons. So in order to create a new one, a fledgling budding new neural pathway with no memory, it requires a lot of exercise. It looks a lot, a lot of practice. It's like a super highway, a eight lane super highway at breakneck speed next to a bicycle path. Right. You know. So, but the more you pedal and the more you pedal and the more you pedal, it gets deeper and deeper. And then that eventually, that will be the default. That's where you're going to go. It's especially hard to get rid of old pathways when there's emotion attached to a memory. So the deeper the emotion, the harder it is to get around it and create a new life, a new way a new leadership style, a new way of being a mom or a dad, you know, because you're so tied in with that emotion. So the work initially, all we do is just become aware, aware of the noise coming in, aware of the autopilot voice. And so, and then 
with awareness, then we start to get more and more in front of it and say, I know you, I know what you're going to say. I know exactly who you are. Like a guest at a dinner table. I wow. choose to put you here and now I'm going to go to curiosity or I'm going to go into adventure or I'm going to go into balance or whatever. But it's not like, I don't know you're there. If you resist it, it will have a bigger force. So you wow. have to allow it in like judo and use that, that weight that's coming in to tip it over your shoulder. And push it away. So that, and that's part of the intelligence of the moment. It's the awareness to this thing. And, and you, I guess it's great to name it, right? You give it a name and there it is. Here you are again, showing up again. It's like, how many times are you going to come back? I have a metaphor about a dinner table around the dinner table are name place or all your inner voices. You're the host or hostess. Uh, the one on the left is screaming in your ear, jumping up and down on the table called ego or fear, whatever it is. And you're not hearing any of the other voices, any of the other perspectives, any of the other possibilities. So as a very good host or hostess, your job is to actually introduce these voices to each other and allow them to talk to each other. Oh, that's interesting. And then... You're also the, the host at the top of the table, at the head of the table, but you're also on the balcony watching yourself and this. And that's the big eye. That's the observer. Yeah. And that's where we want to be more often. Wow. That's really good. I love the, the balcony. That's a good one. So, you know, as a leader, for example, you're always in it and out of it, you know, out of body looking at it. If you can get there, you will be a highly successful and effective leader. That's hard. It's hard to, to do that. So what is your advice? I guess the advice is perseverance. Keep trying it. Keep doing it. Yeah, or what the actors and actresses do, right? Practice. So Practice, but they also realize that this is a scene. So on the one level, they're performing. But on the other level, they're looking at themselves perform. Yeah. And often they have to improvise. They have to change. If you don't have that balcony view, the uh, the big eye, you can't do that. Exactly. You'd be too tied in. Right. It, and it all comes back to being present. That's the intelligence right. of the moment. Everything is lining up here, Kaveh. Exactly. It's, it's all about being present to the moment because in every other moment, there is an intelligence that is coming. And exactly. is it what is happening here or what is happening here in your head exactly where am i who's speaking where am i who's speaking it becomes a part of a mantra during the day and eventually your neural pathways will change will change so that that is an automatic reaction in you where am i who's speaking right awesome so what would be the final ingredient then to making this all come together yeah, it's humility. By humility, I mean that not allowing yourself to be identified with your ego, which only survives through fear. So every negative emotion or every negative thing that I coach for, the first place I excavate is fear. Because there's only two pure emotions in the world. There's love is the one you were born with. Is the seed of creativity, passion, care, generative energies. And then there's fear, 
which you were taught from the outside in. Fear is always, almost always based on a past or future thought and having expectations and or comparing and contrasting. If you're in the moment and realize that that's the thing that's actually existing, that intelligence of the moment comes. But it starts with the humility to understand that you have to be vulnerable and then that leads to surrender and surrender leads to insights and insights lead into flow. If you don't have that humility to be vulnerable, which is seed of innovation and change, then you will not progress much. If you have the ego to say, you know, this is who I am and this is the way things should be and with a lot of beliefs and a lot of, well, what you're doing is you pretty much have bought in the outer world shoulds and sh shouldn'ts rather than being with the moment and see what is actually suggesting. Mm. Kave, what would you tell managers that are still trying to achieve something themselves? How do they put that in a place so yeah. that they can be the humble servant that they need to be? Well, achievement starts with uh, ourselves first. In other words, our evolution in the world. And then, yes, we got to go out to the real world and sort of do things and get things done and be productive and move the ball and all of that. And all of that, all of those things have a timestamp on them and are in some sense temporary. For example, I've been with three companies. At the time, I thought my whole identity was these companies. None of them exist anymore. They've all disappeared. Right. So what does exist is what I've taken from that and how I'm leading my own evolution for the next thing. So the biggest job of a leader or anyone is to really get together with who their original intelligence and self is, come from a place of balance, come from a place of quiet, come from a place of equilibrium. And so this is why so this is so important because, and this is the dollars and cents from a business point of view of this. At the moment of decision-making, when a leader or a mom or anyone in a position of authority makes a decision that affects a lot of other people, what are you accessing and how are you accessing it? If you're centered and balanced and can use collective intelligence, you're probably gonna make a good decision. If you're not and are reactive and are impulsive and or are taking things from the outside rather than what actually feels good to you, you're gonna make some pretty bad decisions. Right. So humility, Let's do a recap. Let's run through these real quickly so that we can recap this amazing conversation. And just so you know, I learn every time I speak to you, Kave, you have so much wisdom and this intelligence of the moment is, it's a big concept. So I love it. Thank you for sharing it. So the first ingredient was awareness. 
if you're not present to the present and aware, you're going to miss it in a very big way because things change on a dime. If you're not agile, if you can't stretch and bend, if you can't deal with a lot of people from a lot of different ages, from a lot of different ethnicities, if you're not open to the way that work is going to be done, if you don't understand what the balance of feminine and masculine energy instead of just masculine dominating and how you need to change, you're going to be irrelevant. That's just a fact. So it's not like we have a lot of choice. You have to be present to the present. Exactly. That's a lot you just threw out there, Kaveh. Uh, that's a lot. And so... That's just only a sampling, by the way. That's only a sampling, by the way. <laughs> okay. And so one of the things you said in the beginning, we'll just recap, is who am I who is speaking? Yes. That's the shorthand for being yourself back. Who am I? What am I serving? What's my biggest self? What fulfills me? Who's speaking right now? Great. We're going from the balcony to the table. I like that. And then tranquility, creating that space between who you are and what you're about to do. You know, there's three elements is how do I want to be experienced? Who's my audience and the material? Yes. Well, guess where most of corporate America puts its attention, for example? The material, the PowerPoint. By a large uh, drop-off, but still second, is the audience. The least is who am I, what am I serving, who's speaking, how do I want to be experienced? Yeah, and this is the, the stuff that you work on with a coach, is, is really trying to nail down how you want to be experienced by others and the experience you want to create for them. It's about that experience for them. But as it comes through you, naturally. Right. Because when it's coming through you, you're in flow. Like we're talking right now, you're talking about something I love, I'm in flow. Amazing. And so once we get to that place, we talked about perseverance, trying to be more consistent to create those new neural pathways. You need to practice, yes. Yeah. Because again, the neural pathways on the other side are so deep. The fear, the expectations, the noise, the outwardly signs of success and all of that. Uh, you know, and so, so when you try to serve those masters, you're zigzagging. And then we talked about humility, removing your expectations in every moment. Yes, the humility of who you are as a, as a part of a much, much bigger system. Exactly. The humility of vulnerability, which then leads to surrender, which then leads to curiosity with intuition, and eventually leads to those very important sustainable ahas and changes. Thank you for that. Thank you for the, the recap of that. And one thing that I'm going to end with here is the question that you asked is, who am I? I really think that that is the foundation of everything. Who am I? It's yes. understanding your purpose, really knowing yourself because once you know yourself, you can be that authentic you and just show up the way exactly. you're supposed to show up without any of this noise around exactly. you. Thank you, Kaveh. This has been a wonderful discussion. So many insights. And tell us, where can the audience find more about what you're doing and this amazing program you're running? In terms of the program itself, it's called AJORosero.com. My company 
in the honor of my three, three children is called Lakida, L-A-K-I-D-A.com. And also, I, I'm on the LinkedIn a lot. I've decided that people are so busy that LinkedIn posts often reaches them more than books and so forth. Kaveh's Corner on LinkedIn. And this is for people that want to have chats and want us to talk like this. It's just honest, authentic leadership and human conversation. Amazing. Well, thank you, Kaveh, for being a guest today on the Stan Course podcast. It has been amazing. I love your podcast. Keep on, keep on trucking. We love it. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. My pleasure. Are you looking to unlock your full potential on your leadership journey? Well, look no further than the Stan Course Podcast. I'm Coach Julie Riga, and I'm here to help you discover your personal purpose and how it connects to work. With my solutions, you'll learn to be present in the moment, bounce back from setbacks, and manage your time effectively. If you are ready to take the next step, why don't you schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me, or join one of my workshops, or even become part of the Stay On Course learning community. Visit stayoncourse.io today. And let's move forward towards success together. Thank you for listening to another episode of Stay On Course. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so Julie can continue serving up delectable experts and appetizing content directly to your earbuds. And remember... Right now, you have the ingredients to be living the life you are meant to live. This has been a production of The Mediacasters.